0: Remember our forest kid explorers, Donnie and Teresa? Introduced in episode 34. That was some time ago. Well, they're back in the mystery of the red goo. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, wondrous, downtown, splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary, amazing children in all the land, kid superheroes, time-traveling teens, our kid astronauts, and more. We have our fair share of adventurous kid explorers as well, both underground and in the forests around the campus of Splendid U and more. But today's story is all about Donnie and Teresa, our forest kid explorers. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Kid Explorers. Explorers, Forest, in the Mystery of the Red Goo. The last time we visited Donnie and Teresa, their forest explorations took a tumultuous turn when they found a giant, magical golden staff amongst the trees. And that was all well and good until the giant it belonged to showed up. He was quite unforgiving. And nobody wants to tempt an angry giant. Fortunately, all worked out in the end. That time. It was but one of the many imaginative adventures Donnie and Teresa shared. This was a couple months ago now. Spring had turned to summer since. There's not as many students on a college campus in summer. Only a fraction of them take summer classes but those that work here remain. And that means you could still occasionally find Donnie and Teresa running through the halls, dissecting animals in my lab, hanging out in the library with Mrs. Wilson, and their favorite, exploring the woods around campus. Donnie and Teresa explored well-walked paths and made a few of their own that weren't there before. They climbed and ran and splashed in a nearby creek. It was here, in the creek, that Donnie and Teresa discovered it. A tree had fallen over one spot of the creek. It was not quite large enough to walk across, but Donnie had been using it to steady himself. His right hand almost touched it. What's that? Teresa inquired. She pointed at a patch of some mysterious, vibrant, quite bright indeed, red substance on the log. I don't know, Donnie responded. I've never seen anything like it. The red spot did have an otherworldly feel in this land of deep greens and dark browns, nature's color scheme. Touch it. What's it feel like? Teresa commanded. No way, it looks gross, Donnie refused. The two shrugged and continued on their adventures, deeper into the forest. They pretended to be from some far-off foreign land, the first two to ever step foot on West Virginia soil. There's more of it. Over here, Teresa brought Donnie's attention to another spot. It was the red goo again. Only this time it was spread out on the ground, on the dirt path in front of them. There was a lot more of it, too. While the first red goo patch was only the size of a couple quarters, this one made up a perfect two-by-two-foot square. It was bright red, and it appeared to bubble. This time Donnie put a small sample in a glass bottle. We'll ask Professor Theo about it when we get back. Maybe he can tell us what it is, or test it. Donnie and Teresa leapt over the red patch and continued on their way. About half a mile deeper into the forest, our kid explorer's eyes were opened wide at a sight that fascinated and scared them both a bit. They rounded a corner that led to a new patch of trees, a dozen or so, maybe more, each completely covered in red goo This red goo bubbled even more animated than the square patch from minutes before or the tiny patch on the log across the creek. Neither had a camera to preserve what they had seen, but both agreed that it was probably time to head back to Splendid's campus. Teresa led the way. Let's get that sample to Theo and ask him what it is. Donnie continued and tell him that stuff is all over the place out here. Neither of our kid explorers would make it far, though, as the ground began to shake. It was a slow roll at first, but grew quite violent. Donnie and Teresa had a difficult time staying upright. Red goo bubbled and poured from each and every crack and crevice in the trees around them and on the ground under their feet. Red goo was suddenly everywhere, and like flypaper, it stuck Donnie and Teresa in place. They couldn't move. The goo bubbled. It sounded like it was breathing, and it spread rapidly. Soon all Donnie and Teresa could see in every direction was vibrant, red, mysterious, gross, bubbling, breathing goo. Donnie and Teresa began to sink into it. They were stuck in red goo up to their ankles, and then their knees. Both fumbled in their fanny packs for something, anything that could be of help. Donnie noticed something in Teresa's bag. Wait, you have a candy bar in there? You've been holding out on me. Teresa was furious. Really? How can you think about candy at a time like this? We're about to be devoured by this red goo. They were up to their waists in it now. Donnie wouldn't let it go. It's just that you said you didn't have any chocolate, but clearly you do. Fine, take it. It's going to be your last meal, you know. Teresa screamed as she threw the candy bar to Donnie. Her toss was a bit hard, though, and the treat sailed right past Donnie and out of reach. Donnie's disappointment shone in a frown. Then something strange happened. They both watched as the candy bar vanished slowly into the goo. Then the goo stopped growing. It stopped bubbling. It calmed. Did the goo just eat my candy bar? Donnie asked. Suddenly both kids realized that the goo was no longer up to their waist. It had receded down to their thighs. Yeah, and I think it liked it, Teresa spoke, feeling a sudden sense of hope. The goo sunk back into the cracks of the trees and back into the ground. It was down to the kids' knees, and then their ankles, and then their feet. Then they were free. As far as Donnie and Teresa could see, the red goo was completely gone. Relieved, they ran back to campus to tell the tale of their adventure how they had explored uncharted territory, and how they had discovered a mysterious red substance that threatened to swallow them up, but fortunately it liked chocolate, so it let them go. Donnie even insisted that he had a sample for me to investigate, but suddenly it was gone. He couldn't find it anywhere. It was here, I promised. he insisted. You probably dropped it, clumsy, Teresa scolded. None of the adults believed them, of course. They just laughed and smiled, patting the kids on the heads and thinking back to simpler times as a kid when imagination and play was everything. I shouldn't say none of the adults believed them. One did. School librarian Mrs. Wilson had chronicled 50-plus years of school history at Splendid University. And this wasn't the first time she had encountered this otherworldly, unexplainable red stuff. Upon hearing the kid's story, Mrs. Wilson made a note in her journal. It simply read, Summer, 19, Red Goo, Beware, Mars is Returning, I don't know what that means, listeners. I've seen the writing, her journal, with my own eyes, but I don't know what that means. But I will endeavor to find out and do what I can, that I promise you. That, however, is most definitely a story for another day. And that's all for this week. Listeners, tune in Sunday, September 22nd for episode 50, the one-year anniversary of this show. It contains one grand adventure, our biggest crossover yet, rich in many of the characters you've met over the course of the past 12 months. It's likely our last major crossover until maybe episode 60. But I can assure you, after episode 50, Splendid will never quite be the same again. Until then, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful week, listeners. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.